you know, for games to be getting postponed and, you know, unfortunately team members are getting COVID-19 and such. I'm not going to lie to you, each week for the NFL just keeps getting more and more interesting. Hey, everyone. My name is Ashley Gibbs, and I'm your host of another episode of Not Your Average Cheerleader. That's right. Here we discuss everything NFL football related from the players to the game, to the injuries, to even the contracts. So sit back, listen in from a female perspective who secretly loves the game. And let's dive into this conversation and get started. It is now episode five. We are moving through the season of Not Your Average Cheerleader. I just want to give a shout out to all my listeners out there. Thank you so much for allowing Not Your Average Cheerleader to reach over 500 downloads since I started this back in May. That's over 100 downloads a month since I started. Um, I've got that news officially in September. So I just wanted to say thank you and wanted to really jump in. Of course, as you know, today's episode is brought to you by the Coffee in My Cup had to dial it back on the cream a little bit, but you know, I still keep the Irish sweet cream because it's so good. I can't, I just, just try it. Promise me you'll try it. It's so delicious. All right, let's get into the quick fire topics because like I said before, it is very, very clear that even though we have postponed games, we have crazy injuries, we have COVID-19, there is still a lot going on each week. And for the quick fire topics, Topic number one under quick fires, the referees now are permitted to throw flags on coaches who are not wearing masks near them and on the sidelines. So no mask equals a fine. Again, you know, you remember when between the Saints and I forgot the other team, but I know it was the Saints um, was in that game. They got fined over $250,000 as a team. The coaches got fined over $100,000. That's around the cost of this fine when you don't wear a mask as part of the coaching staff on the sidelines and when you're approaching a referee. So several coaches have been fined already those large amounts of money for violating that protocol. The NFL is not playing. And hey, what's another penalty? Because clearly these refs just love throwing the flag. I kind of want my own flag. So like when people say things I don't like, I can just like throw the flag. No? Okay. But that's really like... It's it's really upping the the penalty standards, but it's giving the referees more power, more control to make sure that we aren't violating these protocols. Clearly, we've seen what happens when protocols are violated. We're looking into that now for the Tennessee Titans. Second quick fire topic. Of course, as you saw in the Dallas Cowboys game, unfortunately, Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback, was severely injured. Um during a play and his ankle, it was his ankle. It it looked, it looked really, really crazy, you know, praying for him, his swift recovery, you know, that, that was a hit on the NFL community. You saw so many posts, you know, shooting up prayers for Dak. That was insane to watch him go down. And he was really starting to pick up his momentum, scoring touchdowns as a quarterback. You know, I know I got on him about his contract issues during the summer and seasons, um, in season one towards the end. And we talked a lot about that. But the biggest thing I will say is that regardless, it doesn't negate that he's a good person. He's a good man. And he's a good football player. 
And crazily enough, he had a one-year contract with the Dallas Cowboys. I believe it was a little over $30 million guaranteed. He does not have a franchise contract right now, but that is not the biggest concern. The biggest concern is him getting better. Um, he has a fracture, I believe, in his ankle or around his ankle, one of those bones. I only have a five-year medical degree with Gray's Anatomy. So when I saw fractured, I said, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, that doesn't sound good, and he will need surgery. But I am sure he's going to make a great comeback for next season. We'll be keeping our eyes on you and praying for you, Dak. Um, again, Cowboys fans, you know, you got Andy Dalton's going to go in. You won that game, you know, surprisingly enough and happily enough. So let's not see if we can't recover from, you know, this season is still holding there and make sure that his work is not in vain. Moving on to some of the major topics out of quickfire topics. You know, I sound so much nicer this um, episode. Just you wait. Patriots versus the Broncos game. That was postponed. Do you know why it was postponed? Because another player who they have not said tested positive for COVID-19 and a facility was completely shut down. And the Broncos were set to play in New England. But since Cam has tested positive, at least two more players have tested positive for COVID-19 over the week. Of course, as you know, Stefan Gilmore, who tested positive Tuesday after the game against Kansas City. And then a couple days later, another player who has not been reported and, you know, it's respectfully so, um, tested positive. So now the facility's on lockdown. They're trying to wait to see what's negative tests come back. It's It's really... I feel for the players, I feel for their families, you know, at the same time as fans, we are trying to enjoy the season, but this keeps happening. Um, The NFL is revamping their schedule. They, I will say this, they anticipated that this would even happen. And that makes sense. But, you know, I was talking to my best friend, Crystal, and she was just like, you know, well, what do they expect to happen? These players, you know, are around each other. They're in a close contact sport. You know, this is bound to happen. And I was like, you're absolutely correct. And I love what one of the McCourtney twins said in an interview when they were deciding before the season started whether they were going to play or opt out. You can't control what your teammate does when they leave the facility to quote unquote go home. And the people in their home or whoever they may have, you know, living with them or close friends that they may allow to come in their home, you don't know where they've gone. So it's just one of those things where, again, during this pandemic time, it's really, really pushing a lot of trust on the people around us. And, you know, it begs a lot of questions. So I am I feel for the team, I feel for those players, you know, again, we're looking for them to get better and hopefully salvage the season. Um, but Good grief. I mean, completely shut down. Tennessee Titans facility shut down. That makes it, I think, the second team whose facility is shut down um, right now, you know, because of COVID-19 cases. So we're going to keep an eye on that, see what happens with that. I know fantasy football people, if you're like me, you feel some kind of way. I had to move Julian Edelman off my starting list. Almost forgot to move James White. I was like, wait, why am I so low on points? Oh, because James White is in there and I have to move that too as well. And Cam is on the bench. My bench looks a hot mess. I went and like got rid of one player and had to go draft off the waiver list last minute. Luckily, that person came through and got me 11 points. You know, we're not even playing chess anymore. We're playing checkers when it comes to this NFL season. Everybody gets a chance to play. 
I don't care what team you're on. You could be part of the Bengals for all I care. Everyone gets a chance to play when it comes to fantasy football on my team. Because clearly we can't keep anybody healthy. We can't keep anybody safe. And we're struggling right now. And right when you think you're winning, you're losing. So this is checkers, not chess. I'm going to say that again. Everybody gets a chance to play. I drafted someone from the Bengals. When have I ever? (laughs) When have I ever? But this is checkers for me. I I mean, there's no important pieces anymore. Everyone gets a chance to play because I'm trying to win. So (laughs) we'll see how that goes for fantasy football fans. That was my little, you know, update. I'm in a group chat and we say some funny stuff in there. And when I tell you right now, we're just trying to get through the fantasy football season. We're going to see if we make it to the end. Now, looking at last night's game with the Chargers versus... The Saints, they lost. Chargers lost, but it went into overtime. This is the second game that the Chargers have played that went into overtime with starting quarterback Herbert. This kid, let me tell you what he did. Paint this picture. He's in the pocket. You know, of course, you know, ball snaps. He's moving around a little bit. And then he starts running with the ball. Then he has two defensive line coming after him. He dodges both of them and still manages to release the ball, throw it downfield while before getting tackled. And the guy catches it and scores a touchdown. That was insane. Oh my gosh, this kid is, te- I'm telling you, keep your eyes on Herbert. If you don't have a, qu- okay, listen to me, fantasy football people. If you do not have a quarterback right now, If your quarterback was injured, you know, and you don't have any backups, go draft Herbert right now. I'm surprised to still see him available. Now, in the major league, they probably already drafted him if you're smart. Go get Herbert. This kid, he may bust one or two times as far as, you know, points-wise, but I feel like he's going to really help salvage whatever's left. Again, this is checkers. This isn't chess, okay? Everybody gets a chance to play. (laughs) Everyone. That was a crazy game. I just love watching that kid play because you just wonder what he's going to do next. And he just keeps performing at such a high level. I'm not surprised he's a starting quarterback. And moving on to our other topics, the 49ers. Oh, my goodness. When I say I'm physically, like, hurt as a 49ers faithful fan, I'm physically hurt. Let me tell you why. Because we play at Miami. And there was like a 24-point deficit. We lost horribly. Garoppolo threw two picks that had nothing to do with his ankle, by the way. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. My sister was texting me like, I need your team to suit up and actually come out and want to play. I was like, who are you, who are you kidding? I, I'm watching this travesty take place and I'm trying to understand. We went to the Super Bowl last year and we're playing like this. I get it. We lost Bosa, but somebody should have been ready to step up. Again, this is, this is a season where everybody's going to get a chance to play. Okay. We're dealing with so much. We have injuries. We have postponed games. We have Corona. I mean, everyone's going to get a chance to play. So you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. Clearly, somebody wasn't staying ready. Now, I will say this. Kendrick Bourne came through for me. Shout out to him. He got me over 10 points. Now, lately, he's been projected much lower. I drafted him towards the end in my fantasy football. This kid, I'm telling you. I just need Garoppolo to get better with his targets. I need Garoppolo to make better calls on the field. But, you know, trial and error, I feel like you got to make these mistakes in order to learn. I need Garoppolo to go get the book, go look at the tape. 
you're going to have to work harder than every other quarterback out there because it's just not a natural gift for you. That's understandable. I understand. I was the same way. You got to stay in the books longer than everybody else. I mean, look at Tom Brady when he was, you know, looking at when he was winning. He wasn't just naturally gifted. He studied tapes. He said he spent so much time watching tapes over and over, learning from his mistakes, learning um, the defense on other teams. Well, Garoppolo, you want to be that, you know, number one quarterback. You want to be in the conversation. You're going to have to start doing that. That is my advice to you. I'm calling a 49ers team meeting. You heard it here first. That was me slapping my index cards down on the table. We're having a meeting because I just can't tolerate this kind of losery debauchery that's taking place, that kind of tomfoolery. 24-point deficit? That's embarrassing. I don't even know what else to say about this team. Except I still love you. I'm still going to wear my jerseys. I'm I'm not backing out. I was with you 49ers when we were winning only two games a season. So I'm not backing out. I'm just saying, do better. Just do better. And then moving on to the game that I really wanted to talk about. Raiders versus Kansas City. Y'all know what happened, right? They lost. Kansas City finally lost. Didn't I say? I know what I said because I was here at this desk in the morning time when I said it. Didn't I say they were going to lose? Didn't I say it was going to be a random team that we didn't expect? Deep down in my hearts of hearts, I had a feeling it might have been the Raiders because they've been playing so well. Carr is trying to be in the conversation. I was watching his passes And I was like, those are ridiculous. On top of that, to be fair, Kansas City defense just acted like they just ain't want to be there. Because I'm telling you right now, from what I saw in those replays, I was like, wait, are y'all just not going to guard him? Are you just going to let him hang out there, bake cookies, sing holiday cards, and catch the ball and score a touchdown? Oh, okay. That's, I guess that's what's going down. But the Raiders have shown that they are a team to be reckoned with this season. Again, everybody gets a chance. I'm telling you right now, I'm, I don't know who's going to the Super Bowl. It's literally anybody's game. And I just joked on social media and said, what if, hear me out, what if the Bears and the Browns end up at the Super Bowl? What if? I mean, come on now. I, I just, I was joking, but you never know. You heard it here first on episode five. But yeah, lots of mistakes happened. It was a close game, so by no means was it like the biggest blowout. But it did open the door that the Patriots showed us how to beat Kansas City. They identified their weaknesses. And let me tell you, even though Patriots lost that game, they showed us where we could get the answers to the test. And they sent out, you know, an SOS to all the other teams and said, here, this is how you beat Kansas City. And (laughs) the Raiders were taking notes and watching that tape. And let me tell you, they came through and made it happen. So shout out to the Raiders. Shout out to my, um, you know, manager who is a big Raiders fan. Um, I know she is happy. I know she's feeling great about her team. And I'm happy because it's about time that they lost. I was kind of sick and tired. Don't get me wrong. I know that they're a great team. I admire Patrick Mahomes' skill as a quarterback, you know, what he can do, what he's been working on. Um, Travis Kelsey, I believe, broke one of the records for, I I can't remember if it was yardage or whatever it was for a tight end, but he's now in like the top three um, of all time. So, that says a lot about his skill as a um, a tight end. I'm still, is it wrong? I'm still not 100% impressed by him. Eh, moving on. In other news, guess what? The Falcons fired Dan Quinn, the head coach. They also fired their GM, by the way, too, as well. I'm sorry, I'm kind of laughing. 
not because he got fired. That is never cool when someone loses their job. To be fair, though, for all Falcons fans, they need someone who knows how to win. And I mean, not just win. I mean, once you get a lead to actually keep it. Let's just face it. The Falcons ain't been right since that Super Bowl when they lost to the Patriots after being 28-3. and We all saw that score. We all have eyes. That score was 28 to three and the Patriots came back and beat them. We've watched that happen almost two to three times. And just this season alone, the Falcons have shown us that they love getting the lead and then losing it after the fact and going home losers. No one likes feeling like that. The goal is when you get a lead, you keep it, you keep it. So the Falcons, you know, person who makes the final decision said, well, sorry, Um, as it turns out, you're not performing. We got to let you go. Don't even sit down on the couch. We got to let you go. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, the pattern of behavior, big leads, big losses. That's just what's been happening. And you can't just ignore all of that. And then transitioning over, remember when the Browns were always losing and now they're winning games? Is anyone else shocked? So OBJ, again, is proving why him and Jarvis are like a force to be reckoned with. I know everyone so bad wants to give Baker Mayfield all this extra credit, but to be fair, I feel like his wide receivers have to be gymnasts to catch his passes. He threw a pass to Jarvis Landry that technically if the other opposing team that was guarding Jarvis had just turned around, he would have caught it. But because the ball would hit his helmet in the back, the opposing side, Jarvis caught it, pulled it from behind his helmet, and went down with the ball. It was insane. I was like, Baker, what are you doing? You're so lucky to have good wide receivers because like OBJ had to pull an acrobatic move to catch one of Baker's, you know, throws. And I said, these guys got to practically be got during gymnast to, in order to catch the ball. I mean, do backflips, you know, do a forward roll and come down with it. I just, I, look, If they get there, it's because of the coaching and the skills. And that just says a lot about your coaching staff and how important that is in order to win games. But I'm not going to lie. They still need to kind of keep an eye on the quarterback because no one's really giving him any credit. And with good reason. I'm just saying. So that is your update for week five. Lots going on. Let's keep and see what, you know, week six is going to look like. We have some more games coming down the pipeline. Um, A lot of games are postponed. So if you're playing fantasy football, pay attention to your team, pay attention to your starting roster. You're going to have to make some moves and don't, I'm telling you, don't play chess. This is not a chess season. This is a checkers season. Okay. Go to that waiver list, pick up some of those players that you thought were just going to be, you know, excuse me, who are just trash. And I'm telling you right now, they're ready to play. They're ready to get their shot and shine. And one of them came through for me and got me over 14 points. So don't stay woke on that waivers list and trades too as well. And keep in mind that, again, the fact that we made it this far through the NFL season and still having COVID cases and still trying to, you know, perform and, you know, give games on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays says a lot about the protocol. It's important to follow that protocol. It's important to really put forth and put first the safety of the teams, the coaches, the staff, all of it, every person involved that works in that facility, everyone goes home, you know, whether they have family members living with them, whatever it may be. So that is it. Thank you for joining me for episode five of Not Your Average Cheerleader, hosted by me, Ashley Gibbs. I appreciate you guys. I love that you stay with me and listen. Keep staying with me because there's going to be more to come. Again, praying for swift recovery for Dak. 
Again, remember to rock the vote November 3rd. If you submitted your vote, you can vote from home. You can do mail-in ballots now. There's so much to be done. Let your voice be heard. Support your black communities, Hispanic communities, all your minority communities. And let's try to, you know, rock out 2020 the best that we can with these months that are left. Thank you so much. Bye.